listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Outriders demo, why I'm done, as well as how well did it do. If you're listening to this on any of the other platforms, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday in the mornings at SNTRlive.com. SNTRlive.com will bring you to the main YouTube channel where we do these live podcast streams. So the Outriders demo was good. It was enjoyable. I liked it. So this video is not like me being like, I'm done. It's terrible. It's just like, why I'm done? Why did I stop playing? A lot of people continue to just go crazy. Uh, If you guys are familiar with my content or my gaming channel, SNTRgaming.com takes you to the gameplay channel. It's strictly gameplay. We will be doing lots of Outriders gameplay when it launches there. And we did a lot of the coverage on that channel. Each day we played through one of the classes and then we did two different legendary farm streams because I got a little hooked. It was a little bit fun. But I pulled the plug, okay? I'm going to kind of address at the end of the, the video why I completely stopped playing. But before I do that, I want to talk about the demo how it performed, why I'm really encouraged by what I saw from the stats, as well as the Game Pass news. So, the Outriders demo went live on February 25th and was met with mostly positive feedback from the community. People Can Fly quickly addressed a legendary farm that was getting a bit out of hand, while also ensuring legendary weapons were still farmable in the right places, as well as legendary armor. After almost an entire month, the Outriders Twitter has outlined the stats for the demo, and they also announced that Outriders will be on the Xbox Game Pass, which is a pretty big deal. So, we're going to walk through what's been going on with this demo and why I continue to think this could be a game changer for games like this. How did it go? The stats for the Outriders demo alone are impressive, but without really breaking down what they mean for player behavior, it's tough to know what it means in the bigger picture. This game isn't meant to be a live service game, but the stats are very promising for their plans to expand post-launch. If you're unaware about this narrative here, they indicated that this will be a complete package at launch without live service features. And what they mean by that is a month later, they're not adding stuff, loot, abilities, whatever. It's a complete package at launch. They indicated in those interviews that they want to expand the game long term if if they see the cause to. And I think a lot of that's going to have to do with is it commercially successful? Do they have a lot of people playing? Because that will inevitably affect the projected sales numbers long term. Okay. Also, they said in their Discord, according to people that were hanging out there, the earliest they would look at expanding this game is a year later. I highly praise this in one of my other videos, saying this is the best way to formulate any extra content because they can gear it around the behavior of the players and what they're doing and how they treat the expeditions and the post-campaign content, the quote-unquote endgame, okay? Now, the reason I want to break down these stats is because I find the player behavior encouraging. High quantity means nothing if people aren't enjoying themselves or playing the game at a decent interval. 2 million players played this demo in the first week. In one week, they had 2 million unique folks logging in and playing, and 4 hours and 20 minutes was the average playtime. And I think those are the two most important stats in the bunch. Okay, 2 million folks downloaded and played it in a week, and you had a 4 hour and 20 minute average playtime. Obviously, it's fun to see total damage done, or there was 31.8 million total captain kills. Like, obviously, that's cool to see. The tweets were kind of snarky. You know, you saw the graphics. It's kind of funny that the captain got killed, you know, close to 32 million times when they sent out this update. 
but honestly, the raw stats on total players and average playtime, I think, are impressive and promising. What this means is that out of the millions of players that checked out the demo, the average player experience likely consumed the entire demo multiple times because it only took about roughly, I would say, if you played it exhaustively, it's like maybe two hours to play through the whole thing. So this means if they played it multiple times, it's very probable that the average player experience was with multiple characters, which is what you'd want to see. You wouldn't want to just boot it up, play one character and be like, I don't like it. I hate it. Or, you know, I, I, I want to play as something else, but I, it, the game's not good enough. This means people really went the distance out of the millions. A four hour and a plus four hour, you know, playtime means lots of people banked lots of hours because I'm sure there are people that fell under the four hour mark. So there were some heavy hitters in this in this play uh, this play field, this this player base. Games like this are notorious for early drop-off. People just don't like it, they just don't vibe with it, and they throw it over their shoulder. It was free. There's no reason to keep playing. They spent no money. So they are notorious for that, just early player drop-off. So Outriders should be very pleased with these results. Now, add on to this, this probably makes them feel pretty good. They've got some pep in their step. They just announced Game Pass. The Game Pass Blessing is the second section here. It was recently announced that Outriders will be coming to Xbox Game Pass on day one of their launch. This isn't going to be like a month later, so you could try it out. Literally day one. Okay, this is huge news for any title that, that, that for any title, given the reach and the saturation of the Game Pass market. In January, some very impressive stats were announced for the Xbox Game Pass subscriber count and given the recent announcement about Bethesda and all the games from Bethesda that are available on Game Pass, this number is likely to continue to grow at a very, very good rate. This was the stat in January. Microsoft has announced a new total of 18 million monthly subscribers to Xbox Game Pass. It means Microsoft's subscription service has grown by a net total of 3 million users up from 15 million last mentioned in September. So from September to January, they added 3 million subscribers. Now, from January to now, I'm sure they've added more and after the Bethesda announcement, I'm sure they've added even more. Keep in mind this is after the debacle of the pricing structure increase. That didn't go over very well. They walked that back. I'm sure that actually helped them in the long run. In the short term, it might have hurt, but I guarantee you they bounced back from it. This sort of growth trajectory isn't just promising for Microsoft and Game Pass holders, but for any game that hits that carousel. The exposure on the heels of a very successful demo will likely set up Outriders to be one of the most popular games this year. I really mean that. I think this year, Outriders will end up being one of the most popular games. Its demo was incredibly successful, and it's about to be put on a carousel of 18, probably higher, I would say 20 or more million subscribers able to check the game out this is very very good for the game I know they also get a decent amount of money from Microsoft for this so this is very good for people can fly and for this franchise to get the strongest start possible a lot of people are concerned that game pass might start diluting game quality because developers are just going to get a fat check and not really care I don't actually think that's going to be something that happens long term because Xbox and Microsoft don't want junk on their game pass that would be a very short term strategy if developers started to implement that Lastly, why I stopped playing. So a lot of people threw themselves at the Legendary Farm and this demo, and they wanted to get as many things as they possibly could. They wanted to get the currencies all the way up. They wanted to get every single Legendary so they could break them down later for mods. The main reason I stopped playing was simple. I was satisfied. 
That's the first reason. It's like, I'm satisfied. I had a good time. I played all four characters. I did a legendary farm two days in a row, and I got a couple legendaries. Trying all four characters, I tried multiple builds, and, and, and I did two entire streams dedicated to the legendary farm. It left me feeling satisfied. And it, I was honestly hopeful, okay? I was hopeful for the official launch. I was like, this feels pretty good, especially when I started covering the post-campaign content, what you would consider the end game. I also did not want to do the cliche streamer move and wring the game out like a rag and hit a burnout feeling before the actual release date even happened. Streamers are notorious for this. They play a game all day because they want to make the videos, they want to get the guns, they want to get the relevancy and the clicks, and then they end up turning on the game really, really quickly because they get absolutely burned out. props to those who spent hours farming and managed to snag all the legendaries and have stockpiles of currency good for you you know hopefully you enjoy the game even though they had some transparency about that and what that would do to your actual like experience in the launch title of the game because they allow you to bring everything over with you okay your your actual progress is coming with you all right there was, in my opinion, some good old-fashioned honesty from People Can Fly about too much grinding and prep during the demo and what that would do and affect your full game experience. I want the complete product to land on me as it was intended and not inadvertently short-circuit or short-change natural grind paths. I don't want to land in the launch version of the game and have a ridiculous amount of currency and mods that I'm not really intended to have because that's ultimately bad for my experience as well as the value transmission. I'm buying a game for a certain amount of money and I short-changed and devalued the game by overplaying a demo and getting access to mods and currencies that the launch version of the game was never intended for me to to strut in there with. Again, if people did that, good for them. But that's why I'm done. That's why I'm impressed and hopeful for this game with respect to how the demo did and the fact that it's getting on Game Pass. If you're listening to this elsewhere, you can always catch me at sntrlive.com. If you're in the audience right now, don't go anywhere. we got some cool things coming up. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for listening to another episode or edition of Today on SNTR Presents. Today we're talking about the Outriders demo. And if you played it, you know, did it convince you to buy? Or are you going to use Game Pass? If you're listening to the audio version, you can always catch these streams at SNTRLive.com. And when you're here early on my YouTube channel, uh, that's where SNTRLive.com will bring you. You can be read on these recordings. The earlier you're here, the better. So be sure to click subscribe and the bell button if you ever stop by my YouTube channel. It helps the channel grow and it also ensures that you're here for these great discussions. The real King Salty responded to the poll here. He said, Game Pass uh, here. Uh, kind of relieved, actually. And so is my checking account. Uh, it was a dope announcement. Here's the thing I don't people realize. I'm going to include this in my talk today. The Game Pass blessing is a pretty big deal. Like Getting thrown on the Game Pass is likely to be very, very good for Outriders player saturation which is one of the things i think they're really aiming for if they're going to you know invest in the game long term and do more with it long term they're gonna want to have a huge player base and 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 the game pass is going to help with that a five dollar tip from odst arbiter says only thing i'm worried about is it seems like the only content we got is the campaign and expeditions so replaying the story will be the main content loop 
that is actually not correct the main endgame content loop will be the expeditions you might want to go watch their video about the post campaign experience or you could go watch my video on does outriders have an endgame that is over on the upload channel sntrvideos.com sntrvideos.com takes you to the channel where I just do uploads and I covered the end game over there or again their video is exhaustive and the expeditions are meant to be replayed and increased in their challenge difficulty so expeditions do not have world tier okay they have challenge tier there's 13 or 14 of them and then you go to the eye of the storm but the level up to max will be campaign on harder world tier. Okay, but again, how is that any different than any other game that offers you a content loop of repetition? That's not any different than uh, Division. Now, that's not any different than Vanilla Diablo. Vanilla Diablo, you would play through the campaign over and over. The Destiny stuff, you're replaying Strikes, you're going into areas over and over and over again. Um, I don't know. Uh... I, I don't think that's abnormal in a game like this for them to have you utilize the campaign to level up. One of the things that's probably in their corner with this structure is that the expeditions are all new areas, missions with their own mechanics, everything. So it, they're not repurposing the campaign for the end game, right? The fact that you don't get guaranteed legendaries from expeditions to level 12 is concerning. I think I I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself, just a little bit. You just I they've they've built what I think is a is a is a good system on the outset. I see good scaffolding, I see good longevity. So, yeah, I I, I could see being concerned, but I think they probably are wanting to make sure they don't give away the farm too fast. Like they've got to have you playing for a while if they want you to feel like you really got your money's worth. Oh, that was, oh man, I forgot to take some drink some coffee this morning before I started. That is so good right now. Arc Enigma on the poll says, I feel we got a good glimpse. The loop is satisfying. I'm just concerned about the depth and strength of loot pieces in the end game. Um, that is always uh, a challenge. Anytime you have a game like this, this is related to what ODS Arbiter just brought up, okay? Anytime you have an endgame with loot, that is a, that's a concern. Are you going to get it too fast? Are you never going to get it at all? How do you land in the middle? If you give people stuff super, super fast, it feels kind of trivial, and then you're just sort of like, okay, just rerun this one over and over. It's the most efficient one. And it trivializes the entire endgame. If you don't give people legendaries enough, then they're going to feel like it's a complete ripoff. The fact that they're not guaranteed till a certain tier, I think it's totally fine. Because, I don't know about you, I really like knowing there's a chance for something. That's fun. And then you kind of switch over from, there's a chance I get a legendary to, I am looking for this legendary. I want this legendary to complete my build. And so those guaranteed drops, your mindset kind of shifts. I'm actually totally okay with that. Legendaries need to have that sense of rarity. You don't see them a whole lot. Then you see them a little bit more. Then a little bit more. Then you get to the point that you're so strong. You're going in to areas that are guaranteed. Like I think that's actually like a really good way of scaling it. The, 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 most games 
this is something that the previous game I covered all the time really, really struggled with was this is all we have. No spectrum of difficulty, so you either have a crappy drop rate or an obscene drop rate. There's no real in-between. The beauty of having a tiered system of world tiers and a tiered system of challenge tiers is you can have those percentages go up so that you feel it's a respectful treatment of your time. It's well worth diving in, playing those harder difficulties. So that, I think, is twofold good treatment of the loot and proper incentivization and motivation for the player to beef up and go up to the next level because it's more generous it's worked in games like diablo for years you want to get stronger you want to min max and go up to the harder level why because then the drops are more plentiful and that's really satisfying if it's anything like diablo 3 it'll carry the game for a long time this is something that I think they they really thought about, okay? Let's really, really dive into why they chose to do 13 expeditions with challenge tiers of difficulty that are all new areas, missions with their own mechanics, and then it all leads to the eye of the storm. Why do you think they did that? It's not that hard to sort of see what they're doing. That gives them a template for future endgame structure now the inner workings of that as far as drop rates new legendaries new abilities new classes whatever they decide to do down the road i think they were really smart too because this is always this is always going to happen right when you play a game and you adapt to that game and you get accustomed to how it works it shapes your expectations as you play it So if we become accustomed to the idea that the end game of Outriders is expeditions going up in challenge difficulty, they're very tough, they're described as brutal, and then you end up with this crescendo thing called the Eye of the Storm, which at the moment we know nothing about. That sets your expectations, which means in the future, that's all they have to do. In a year, a year from now, they could say, we're launching a whole new expedition suite. There's going to be 10 expeditions. There's going to be this final mission. Here's how many weapons we've added, armor pieces. They're all legendary. There's going to be new abilities to unlock on the classes. Some of these exotics are, sorry, some of these legendaries are going to interact with those new abilities to offer you new builds and offer you new ways to play. That's all they have to do. And if the content loop is satisfying enough... People will come back and be like, that sounds awesome. That looks that looks dope. So now all they have to do is offer you a carousel of Endgame every, I don't know, every 10 months, 12 months or something like that. Endgame in games has literally become laughable to the point of following the main story uh, to be ready for it. It's flushing out the Endgame early, which is dope, but what's the payoff? I don't, I don't, I don't know what you mean, what's the payoff? Endgame is almost always a Endgame is almost always a loop that you run. Oh my word! That was in her foot. My poor kiddo! Holy moly! That is easily that is easily longer. Okay, so picture a pencil and like a pencil eraser. You know how approximately long like a pencil eraser is? I want you to double that in length. That's how big the piece of wood was in her little baby foot. Oh my goodness. No wonder it was hurting her. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this recording, 
my daughter is having a minor surgery today. They got it out. It's so big. That poor kid. She's going to want to keep it as a treasure. (laughs) She's going to want to keep it as a treasure. Oh, my. Oh, my. No wonder it hurt. Poor thing. My goodness. Post it in the Discord. I'll ask Madam what she thinks. Uh, Hang on. Uh, They want to see it in the Discord. If that's okay. Um, Gee, many freaking Christmas. So, this is what happened. This is what happened. Uh, For those of you that don't know. She was flying down the stairs real fast. You know how kids are. She's seven. So everything's at Mach 10. Her and her brother are like all the time. And so she comes flying down the stairs and she drug her feet across the baseboard and a little piece of wood was sticking up and just jammed right into her foot. So this isn't like a, oh, she drug her foot. When we had a, a, a when we did the beach trip uh, two years ago, she drug her foot across some wood and got like a splinter it wasn't like a drag it was like a puncture she pulled it out there was like a piece of wood that broke off she pulled it out and we thought she got most of it no she didn't a week later like the side of her foot was kind of red the puncture was on the underneath the side of her foot was red and it was hurting her and i was like i looked at my wife and i was like i shook my head i was like basically there's something still in there and that can be very bad right um, I'm okay with it. Um, okay. He said he can see paint on it too, so it's good he got it out. All right, hang on a second. I'm gonna put this in the Discord. I'll show you guys. I'll show you guys on stream too. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Hang on a minute. Let's see. Uh, we'll go to live stream chat picture, and bam, and bam, and bam. All right. I'll pull this up for you guys. This thing's gnarly. This thing is freaking gnarly. And my wife, my wife doesn't have like large hands. So like you can see like this thing is pretty big. Hang on a minute. There you go, man. Look at that thing, dude. That thing was in my little kiddo's foot, dude. I feel so bad for her. She was really sad too. She she was adorable. I can't wait for my wife to tell me about how it went. So my daughter was so excited. She was so excited to go to the hospital. And I was like, really? You're excited? She's like, yeah. She's like, I'm going to pretend that I get a magic potion and I just go to sleep. <laughs> She's like, and then I'll wake up and it'll be out of my foot. And I'm like, you are being so brave. She was like, why? Why am I being brave? And I was like, uh... No reason. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> no reason. She's like, they're going to give me a magic potion and I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> and so I told my wife, I said, listen, I said, listen, I was like, if she's anything like me, the idea of having like an IV is going to be like a lot for her. It'll get in her head and it'll kind of gross her out. I said, make sure and she make sure she knows that it's a teeny pinch. It's not bad, and then there's not a needle in her arm. It's like a little tube because, like, I remember there was a long time where I, I literally thought there was a needle in my arm, right? I was like, ah, oh, that's just gross having like a needle in my arm. And then I realized, like, oh, it's like a super flexible tube. 
because I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm not an expert on IVs. So I told her, I was like, if she gets a little spooked, I was like, if she gets a little spooked about like the IV, let her know. It's just a teeny pinch, especially if they know what they're doing. I said, and then it's not a needle. It's a tube because I think that'll help her like that'll help her mentally. So, um, they don't have this concept of going under being scary. Well, and I told her, I said, her favorite character is Doctor Strange. So my wife got her like a little care package and like a little, a little stuffed Doctor Strange. And she, my wife made sure to get one for my son. She got him a Black Panther because he loves Black Panther. And so she got her a little Doctor Strange. And we told her, we're like, well, you know, Doctor Strange was originally a doctor. I was like, you could pretend that he's the one doing the surgery. And she got very excited about that. So we'll see if she handled it really well. It's like, you, you always want your kids to be able to handle that well. It's not, it's not fun. It's just, it's no fun going into those environments. Everything's weird. Everything's sterilized. Everything smells funny everyone's wearing weird outfits and now everybody's masked up all the time so it's like you can't even see the doctor trying to be like comforting and smiling you can't see any of that so she'll uh she's she's tough man she's tough so anyways if you guys are new sorry about the story I i was worried i was like I told my wife, I was like, the best thing for me to do is just work. I, I'm not going to sit around. I'm not going to sit around and, and, and think about it. And I didn't want to go. I was like, no, 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 no. Because she feeds off my energy. I was like, she'll get worked up if I'm there. Um, my wife is tough. And I am a big baby. And so I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, you go. It's just, a, it's just a quick outpatient thing. I was like, she'll feed off me and get spooked. And so... I was like, I'm just going to work. I was like, that's going to be the best thing for me because, like, to take my mind off it. Because, like, that's my daughter, man. We have, like, a very strong connection. So I was like, I can't, I can't think about it. I, I tried not to think about it last night. I was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. It's like this teeny little, like, mad, mad props and respect to parents of children who have anything terminal or persistent. Because, man, oh, man, I suck in those environments. Like, if my kid's sick or get or has a stomach ache, or this, I'm just a wreck. I'm a freaking wreck. I am not strong enough to deal with that. So mad props to parents that have to that have to, you know, walk through that that darkness. Cause boy oh boy, I barely can handle something like this. So sorry for the slight interruption if you're listening to the recording. I, I'm I'm sure you don't mind. Uh, it's my kiddo. So make sure and take the poll, guys. We want to hear from you. We're discussing the Outriders demo. There we go. 500 votes. Big response already. If you played the demo, did it convince you to buy? Why or why not? Yes is still leading. Still on the fence and Game Pass are basically tied. No is the weakest response. So that's good to see. If you're here in the audience and you're enjoying your time this morning, uh, smash that like button. We just got the 400 likes. Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. Strong turnout. A lot of folks here. This is a safe for work broadcast. I do this Monday through Friday. SNTR Presents is the name of this show. It's essentially a radio show that you can interact with. Because I'm safe for work, you can leave me on in the background. A lot of people treat me as their daily radio. And that is a great way to spend your time here. So thank you for listening, lurking, and supporting the stream. Uh, Hitting subscribe and the bell button is the best way to not miss these polls, the interactions, the daily discussions, and a chance for me to read your commentary on the poll. The earlier you're here, the better. ODST Arbiter with a $5 tip through Super Chat. As long as the purples have a chance to be a legendary in Expeditions, then it won't be as bad as I think, since loot doesn't drop from enemies in the Expedition. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was such a smart move. They learned 
learned that from Anthem. You do not get drops during an expedition. You get them at the end. Because they knew people would figure out a way to, like, kill the first boss, leave. Kill the first boss, leave. And it's like, I don't know. I thought that was a really smart play. Sorry, I had to take a little drink of some coffee here. Let's read some more responses to the poll. Uh, Asian Atwood says, I'm going to be playing on Game Pass until I know for a fact I love and enjoy it. Even then, I might not even buy it because of it being on Game Pass. Um, That's a good approach. A lot of folks are going to do that. You know, a lot of folks are going to be like, dude, I'll just grab it on Game Pass. Grimbo says, definite buy for me. Feels like third person Diablo. Agreed. Um, I, I really, really liked the vibe that it gave me. Uh, it, it felt good. Ashen, I didn't play it. I watched you. It looks like a fun looter shooter, but in compa- uh, in comparison to the other one. I want to shoot baddies, get loot, and have fun. Loved the anti-grav gun. Uh, oh yeah, that was dope. I forgot about that shotgun. The shotgun where I'd like I'd shoot them and they'd start to float. That was actually really, really fun. We were using a rapid-fire shotgun to farm the captain, and we got a legendary shotgun, which was actually pretty cool. Uh, so, um, that was uh, that was helping me. It was helping me uh, run it uh, faster and faster and faster. Um, so, uh, uh, okay. Next uh, response here, Roberts. The demo didn't grab my interest. Says maybe it's the third person view that feels too much like division. I'll watch my favorite content creator stream it and see how they feel about it when the full game drops. You the man. I, I mean, I, I hope you're talking about me. Unless it's somebody else, then forget you. <laughs> Uh, let's see Zentho says love the demo and farming the captain for legendaries was definitely going to buy and then game pass swept in and got it in there and as an Xbox player I couldn't be happier Uh, that legendary farm though that legendary farm was really fun (laughs) I liked it I, I don't know why I don't know why there is something about finding a loop and repeating it until you get a drop. There is something about that. I'm not really... I, I, I can't really... I think I can try to explain why it's good. I think I can try to explain why it's fun. But it just is. There is something about that. I loved doing that in in, in this game. and Because you get better at it. You get faster at it. You're just kind of talking to your buddies. I'm just talking to chat. We're just chilling, you know? The game grew on you. It really did. It really did. Like, and that's why I was saying, like, the graphics don't have to be amazing. The story and the voice acting doesn't have to be Oscar Oscar worthy. You know, definitely my favorite content creator. If you guys don't follow me on Twitter, you should. <laughs> if you don't follow me on Twitter, you should use the Twitter command. That tweet last night, I. I decided I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna tweet this. According according to uh, TwitchMetrics.net, I'm still the third most watched Destiny streamer. Because <laughs> the 15 streams that led up to me being suspended were insane, and almost nobody's been able to top it. Uh, front page helps you top that. I think that's one of the reasons I got topped. But uh, <laughs> ah, you gotta follow me on Twitter. That that tweet. That tweet was pretty enjoyable. I enjoyed dropping that one, flexing a little bit, being like, it's been eight months. What do you, where, where are you? Where is everybody? <laughs> it's been eight months. It's been eight months. 
when I'm still the king. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I would never add that to my name. That's that's ridiculously narcissistic and dripping with hubris to add that to your to your name. Uh, Bo- Broey says, I'm going to just pick it up for free when it comes on Game Pass. That way, if I don't end up liking it, I haven't wasted any cash on it. The beauty of Game Pass. That's the beauty of Game Pass, man. It, it is it is it is exactly there for that reason to be like if you want to try these games out man try them out you know see them you know run them you know what I mean I, I I actually think that is a really really good system for gamers and people are like oh it's anti-gamer it's anti-consumer I don't know dude I don't know <clears throat> it it <laughs> it's really nice to be like oh I can just play this game <laughs> you know it's I just I just play this game you know it's it's nice and you and especially with a game like this the what the thing about this game the thing about this game that I think is 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 the most interesting is that they're doing that at launch I think they understand the power of the game pass I'm gonna run some stats by you guys in a little while when I do the official talk. The stats are impressive. If you're listening to the audio version, you've already heard the stats because I put the 10 minute talk before this when I upload. But I don't know. I still don't think the model works for AAA new releases. Ah, there's so many people with Game Pass, dude. You know, so many, so many people with Game Pass. It's really, really good for your exposure. Also, microtransactions, right? Microtransactions. So if there are ways for people to spend money in this game, I think people with Game Pass are a whole lot more willing to spend that micro money, right? To spend that micro money. And when they do, they're more willing to part with that because they're like, well, I didn't buy the game. You know what I mean? Narita Boys dropping on Game Pass. That's right. That's right. I don't think I have Game Pass right now. I think I need to get it for, for a lot of those games coming out. I don't currently have it because I wasn't cashing in on it. I Yeah. I wasn't. I would periodically be like, oh, that'd be a fun game to try out with the kiddos. But for the most part, I wasn't cashing in on it. I'm about to maybe do it. Yeah, Game Pass had Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Yeah, Game Pass had Sea of Thieves, didn't it? At launch or was it later? I thought it was at launch. Lone Wolf with a $5 tip. Duke Nukem voice. Hail to the king, baby. Love your wit and your wisdom. Thank you so much, Lone Wolf. I don't know if that was even on point. I've not played Duke Nukem in a while. (laughs) But uh, I appreciate the support. Thank you. A um, little, little morning spice in your coffee. Doesn't hurt anybody. Doesn't hurt anybody. If you guys are new and hanging out and enjoying the show, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, do me a favor. Click the like button and take our poll. You can use the poll command. We want to hear from you. Uh, Outriders demo. Did you play it? If you played it, did it convince you to buy? Why or why not? We want to know what you think. No is the weakest answer, so that's good news if, if you know if, if, if you're a fan of the game to see lots of people saying either yes or game pass. Um, and then you got the still on the fence, still on the fence. Still on the fence is encouraging because a lot of those people can either watch streams, watch videos, uh, or uh, or the uh, use game pass. The, those are those are definitely available to you. Let's see here, uh, Lone Wolf. When I first downloaded the game on the Xbox One, everything was blurry. Felt like I was playing 2040p since I just upgraded my TV to support 4K. I'm interested in seeing how it performs. Um, 
I thought it looked fine, but not amazing. It looked fine, but not amazing. I mean, I'll grant you that. This game is not blowing your socks off graphically. It's not meant to. You know what I mean? It's not meant to. Uh, Kiki Merrigan says, uh, I bought it, and then I heard a Game Pass news, so I canceled my pre-order. Really looking forward to it. Uh, nice. Game Pass coming in clutch there. Uh, Red Demon Eyes. I really enjoy the game uh, and its feel. I'm eager to see where it goes. Same. Uh, Raijin says, still on the fence. There's still a lot that could go wrong outside of the vertical slice of the demo. Uh, true, true. That's true. You know, that is 100% true. There, There is... These games can... can, can if you if you picture a ship, okay, these games can run aground. You know they can. We have played a lot of demos and a lot of betas over the years that have been like, this game looks awesome, this game looks promising, and then they launch, and then they run aground. You know, it it is a it is a consistent you know and potential uh, problem that. You, you run out of loot, you run out of game, it wasn't thoughtful, there's exploits, there's whatever, and then the game, boom, it just runs aground and gets stuck, you know? And unfortunately, unfortunately, the, uh, the, the only real solution, I think, is for games to either do what Outriders did with a demo, or really do a junk ton of research. So at this point, I think there's ample evidence out there for how to structure these games. I really do. I don't think it's an accident that Outriders seems to have learned from Anthem with with at least one thing specifically that loot doesn't drop until the end of the expedition. Okay? They learned that. I think they have also learned from Division 1 and 2 and Anthem that if you come out of the box saying that you're live service and saying that you've got all this extra stuff planned, you are very likely to throw a meager meal into piranha-infested waters. It's going to get eviscerated and then cast aside. I'm like, okay, what else have you got? The the approach here, I'm continuing to think, if Outriders is commercially successful, okay, commercially successful... And uh, and they and they get a good player base. I think it could turn the tide for looters. More looters could come out and, and adopt this model of complete package, a, de- a demo, do a demo first. You know, um, it it there there's there's a there's a variety of ways that you could approach these types of games, and I think that this might be the secret sauce. You know. I'm interested in Returnal. I am. Hope she bounces back quickly. This took me a while. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys another another. Oh my gosh, that image is freaking huge. What did you do to it? Um, why'd you make it so big? Uh, I'm gonna show you guys another one more picture of the splinter because somebody did a fun a, a fun Photoshop. Somebody did a fun Photoshop. <laughs> there you go, Splinter the Foot Piercer. I'll show her that, dude. She'll think that that's very, very cool. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> that's excellent. That's excellent. I am. Uh, I'm a fan of that. That is. That is very, very funny. It's very funny. You're a funny guy. You're clever. How's that working out for you? Being clever. 
Over 600 votes now on the poll. Continue to put these responses in here, guys. Christopher says, I loved the gameplay, and it just leaves me wanting more. Same, same. Uh, it'll be going on Game Pass, says Plucky. The Game Pass has a few things to prove before I warrant... Oh, the gameplay has a few things to, to prove before I warrant a full purchase. Yep. Uh, Endgame... Hang on a second. Outriders Endgame needs to prove itself. Outriders Endgame's gotta prove itself. 100%. 100%. Funny? <laughs> you think I'm funny? Funny how? Funny like a clown? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's the, the more than anything, I think that's where they have their the, to prove themselves. They gotta prove themselves on the end game. I don't have any doubt in my mind they can craft an enjoyable an enjoyable experience for a campaign beginning to end, you know? That that's I, I, I'm confident that they can do that. You know what I mean? The doctor said he cut in the top of her foot. Oh man. I wonder what her recovery is gonna look like. Poor little thing. Nismo said, enjoyed it. I played all classes. Technomancer was my favorite, but I didn't do any legendary farming as I want to experience and enjoy the full game. Uh, That's why I stopped the Outriders legendary farm. I stopped doing the Outriders legendary farm for that reason. I didn't want to overdo it. I didn't want to get burned out. I didn't want to have too much stuff. You know what I mean? So... Uh, Lord Rain says, got five legendaries, lost one to a game glitch, been grinding out the uh, accolades so I don't have to focus on them during the game. Can't wait for full launch if they fix the loot bug. Uh, That bug hurts for sure. Uh, Outriders loot bug sucks. You don't want that. You do not want that. It's um uh you can't have a loot game where loot glitches and disappears. <laughs> that just doesn't go over very well. Uh, Valamex says, just like Anthem and the Division, I got bored from playing third person. Also, not a fan of how the story in the cutscene heavy game is during the demo. Uh, it was definitely story heavy. I actually find this to be an interesting thing. Third person games... There are folks who just have a natural aversion to them. They try them, they give it their best shot, and they're like, I just can't get into it. You guys know who you are. You've, you've, you've done this many, many times, right? You think, yep, yep, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to be doing, we're going to be able to go in, we're going to be able to, we're going to try this game out. Should be good, should be good. And then, and then it's third person, so you can't play it. It's done. All right. If you're listening to the audio recording, this is a little abnormal. I do need to step away and get the, uh, something going uh, for my kiddo. I'll be right back. If you're in the live audience, do me a favor. Hit like, hit subscribe, take our poll, use the poll command. I'll be right back.
be the very best. No one ever was. Sorry, the, the opening song to Pokemon is just so good. Anyway, that's what my son wanted to watch. He watched Zootopia and he's like, can you put on uh, Pokemon? And he knows where everything is. He's like, it's on Netflix. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's like five and he knows where everything is, you know? It's a humbling experience when your kids know stuff that you don't. Like, it really keeps you grounded. Like, I'll be in the kitchen, and I'll be like, where in the world, where is this thing? And my daughter's like, uh, right there in that cupboard. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you. Kids go to school. No, they're homeschooled. They're homeschooled. My daughter, can she, she can read. This is an 80s t-shirt. Yeah, use the shirt command. You can get this Zelda shirt from 80s Tees. 80stees.com. Be sure to use code LONO for 30% off. They're, they're, it's all licensed official merch, so it's it's not cheap. And that 30% off is really, really helpful. Um, but back to what I was saying before I stepped away third person games I, I there are folks that just can't do it right for me there are certain games that I can't get into it's more of a genre thing for me the minute I know it's a rogue style game where I die and go back I, my brain just checks out Hades uh, Curse of the Dead Gods uh, Risk of Rain 2 stellar stellar games right Dead Cells these games look amazing. They feel amazing, right? But I, the minute I know it's a rogue, I'm like, I'm done. I, I, my brain, I, it's fun for an afternoon. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm done. It feels like a mobile game to me, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, he loved it. Um, it. I don't know. It feels like a mobile game. It feels like, oh, this is, this is something to occupy me for an afternoon. And that's about it. I, I can't I can't mentally latch on and I, for some people third person games are the same I'm sorry third person shooters okay this is true barrier is good to point this out doesn't like third person shooters but loves games like God of War and Horizon I do think it's different when it's action adventure RPG melee based or whatever first person shooters are mainly where I'm, where, where, where people kind of jump off with me. They're like, nah, dude, I don't, I, I, like, you want to see your gun. You want to be able to ADS. I actually think the ADS, ADS stands for aim down sight. I think the lack of aim down sight in Halo is going to be something that keeps people away. They're going to be like, well, I, I want an ADS. What is this? What is this hip fire stuff? You know? I don't think people are going to like it. Guys, thank you for 500 likes on the video take our poll let's pump these numbers up on this outriders demo did you play it if you played it we want to hear from you did it convince you to buy why or why not i'm reading through responses here necro said i appreciate what they're attempting to do i'm on the fence i don't think it's worth the full price tag yet i realize demo was shaky so i have faith that they will tweak and improve as they do good thoughts my man noberto coming in i played and enjoyed the demo and i'm very interested I want to wait for the release reviews before I purchase or sink time into it. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. Uh, Estonio didn't think uh, I didn't like any footage I had seen prior to the demo release. Thought I'd try the demo anyway. Loved it and will be buying it on release. I've heard a lot of folks say this about 
the Outriders demo. You know what I like about the Outriders demo is all the people that were like, I didn't think I was going to like it, and I ended up liking it. It just goes to show you, if you have a solid product, it doesn't have to be flashy and amazing. You got a solid product, let people try it, you know? As someone who didn't play Halo until uh, five years ago, the lack of ADS completely turned me off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think part of it is the expectation you're you are the character in the shooter as opposed to watching a character. Right, 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 right. I also think there are people who got introduced to shooters and it was always a first person game. You got introduced to shooters through Goldeneye, maybe through Call of Duty, Quake Two and Three, Unreal Tournament, Halo. They're all first person. So whether whether you started playing first-person shooters a couple of weeks ago or a couple of years ago or a decade ago or, in my case, a couple of decades ago, it was likely a first-person game. Now, those that got introduced to shooters through something like, you know, Gears of War was SOCOM third-person? I think it was. I think SOCOM was third-person. But if you get introduced to shooters through third person, it probably doesn't matter to you. You kind of don't care. You're like, nah, it doesn't bother me at all. I remember the first time I saw Gears of War and I was like, oh, wow, I want to play that. The cover based aspect of it and the co-op and like the shooting around corners. I was like, that looks amazing. It looks incredible. And then I remember playing, uh, wasn't it, wasn't Max Payne third person? Because you could like jump into rooms and like, do like the slow-mo fairly certain Max Payne might have been the first third-person shooter I ever played because I know I played that before Gears and that was I, I thought that that game was kind of ahead of its time truth be told truth be told Max Payne was ahead of its time Doom and Doom 2 back in the day were the FPS that I latched on to yeah yeah those were those were those were those were good can you do a class poll not right now no I'm not gonna do another poll um I think we did a, a class poll a while ago. Um, Isaac Prinz said, I enjoyed the gunplay and the abilities for sure, but I like games mostly for endgame, and I'm not quite sure they have that yet. Uh, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Outriders endgame is just a concept now. Uh, no proof until launch. It's just a concept. It's not a proven concept until it launches, right? Till they launch it. Um, oh, she looks so dopey. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, my wife's sending me pictures. <laughs> she looks so sad and tired. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My daughter had surgery today and my wife just sent me a picture. I <laughs> I apologize. Oh, she looks awful. She looks so sad and tired. Um, the uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> she's my wife. Shouldn't be doing that. I'm streaming. <laughs> I am streaming. I am. A, I am trying to be professional. Um, oh golly, frick. Um, the uh, what was I saying? Uh, we're first person, third person. Oh, Endgame. Endgame. Endgame is just a uh, is just proof of is just a concept right now. We don't have proof of concept until the game launches. So like, if if it's if it's gonna last, if it's uh if it's got depth, if there's if there's the the, the other thing you know elasticity I think is a big deal. You know is it, are they gonna be able to add to it later? You know, yeah they got the splinter out. She's 
she's recovering and it's I I, I told you it was a good thing I didn't go <laughs> it was a good thing I didn't go um, hang on gothics is asking me a question you might find pull bits from a demo reel at the opening of the cancel culture video I want to get the point across you're establishing the gaming uh, sure that's totally fine um uh yeah so your son's gonna want to splinter now that's right that's right um you're trying to be professional this whole time <laughs> shut up Eugene uh people want an endless game it's not going to be that game and the devs have been open about that that's true that's true here's what I'm curious about here's here's what I'm curious about you paused it okay I'm recording so I'm gonna come check it really quickly okay he's watching Pokemon he paused it he wants me to see give me one second sorry he has a (laughs) this is a very unorthodox morning for me he has a he has a stuffed pokemon so the other day when we were talking about pokemon scalpers a friend of mine watches the stream he's the guy locally he's a cop uh he was a detective and now he's in some uh, another branch of the of the police station and uh he he was watching a stream with his family and we were talking about Pokemon scalpers and so their kiddos were like oh let's take them a bunch of our Pokemon stuff because you know when your kids like something they end up with too much of it right my kids have too much of a handful of things um different different spider man stuffed animals have vanished because they just had too many and so they came over stopped by and gave my kids a bunch of uh, they blessed my kids with a bunch of Pokemon cards and he gave my son a little stuffed uh, Pokemon. It's like the, it's the, it's at the weeping bell. I forget the name of it. It's like a bell flower with like teeth. And so my son takes that little stuffed guy with him everywhere now. And he, he was very excited because that character is in the episode right now. And so he paused it so I could see. He really wanted me, uh, to see. <laughs> he really wanted me to see it. He was like, it's my guy. It's my guy, Papa. I was like, there he is. There he is. So. Apologies for the interruptions this morning. Uh, slightly different morning for my family today, uh, but I appreciate you guys hanging out and supporting the stream. Do me a favor. If you haven't done it already, click that like button. If you're enjoying what we're doing, this is what we do Monday through Friday. We break down uh, topics and discussions in the gaming world, and uh, I'm reading through responses to the poll. So you can use the poll command. Cast your vote here about the Outriders demo, and the earlier you're here, the more likely that I'll read your response. Uh, and we got uh, SciFireMan says, I finally bought into Game Pass when the price fiasco happened a few weeks ago. This has single-handedly made that upgrade worth it for a few months. Uh, agreed. Definitely. Uh, saying shut up Eugene is the equivalent of John Goodman and Big Lebowski saying shut the frick up Donnie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, I don't think games are worth $80. I actually think most video games that if I think of a video game launches and I cross over into the 30 hour or more range, I think as soon as I tip out of the 20 hours, as soon as you pass 20 hours and you start getting close to 30 hours, um, I, I actually think it starts to be well worth 70 or more. I really do. Um, 
I I don't know. I, I think 60 is ridiculously cheap for something that provides you with 20-something hours of entertainment uh, or more. Once you pass 20, I'm like, this is, this is, this is, this is so cheap for as far as like the, the, the digital entertainment hours you get out of it. Um, I see it like one dollar per hour, a dollar an hour. That's like a dollar an hour. Why would you? What? I don't know. I paid a hundred dollars to play golf for four hours many times, right? I I don't know. When when I look at, you know, you'll rent a movie for five dollars and you watch it for 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 two hours, and that's that's basically it. You rented it. If you want to own it, you spend twenty to twenty five dollars. So twenty bucks for a two hour movie. So three movies, if they're long movies, let's say they're three hours apiece, that's nine hours of digital entertainment that can be rewatched, games can be replayed. Nine hours of entertainment for sixty bucks. So the minute I get into like the sixty the, 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 I'm sorry, the minute I get into like the 20 hours or more, I'm like, this is way, way, it's worth way more than, than 60 bucks. If I want to own three movies that I can rewatch as often as I want, right? That's three movies, three hours a piece. That's nine hours of entertainment that can be replayed, rewatched, reconsumed. That's $60. You know what I mean? I spend $60 on a game and I get 20 something hours out of it and I, like I'm like wow that was a that was a bargain. That was a bargain. I can't go anywhere else and buy that kind of entertainment. Yeah, buy a game the size and scope of of uh Immortals Phoenix Rising or Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's an absolute bargain. It's a whole world. Easily 30 to 50 hours if you play even lightly completionist play very lightly completionist so much content so much you are just in in the words of many well-spoken wise grandmas out there you are spoilt you are spoilt with a t come on like what are you what are we doing here there's no other form of digital entertainment that can be consumed for 20 30 and 40 hours and be like, yeah, it's 60 bucks. That's all. That's all you got to pay. You know? I don't know. Entertainment is subjective, though. Sure, it is. You may spend $20 on a movie and think, this is well worth it. I- I'm going to watch this movie 10 times over. I may look at the movie and be like, yeah, it was okay. I'll just rent it. You know, I'll watch it with my wife. That'll be my second watch through. I don't need to own this, right? I tell you a movie I can watch over and over again, Knives Out. I love that movie. There's something about it. It's like comfort food to me. It's just one of those movies. It just does something. It it, 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 it it hits me in a certain way, you know? There's a donut hole inside a donut hole. I suspect foul play. I love that movie. The inevitability of truth. That's probably my favorite part. It, but th- for the most part, though, video games offer you the potential of often, often 20 to the upwards of 50 hours of content. If it's like an Assassin's Creed game, it's a, if it's an Immortals Phoenix Rising, Zelda Breath, Breath of the Wild, it's absurd. You know? It's absurd how much you get. 
and I, I, I again I think people are seeing prices raised and they think it's ridiculous and it's like okay I want you I want you to find yourself a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo 64 and I want you to get what you think is like one of the longest games you can get for the Nintendo 64 or the Super Nintendo right or one of your favorite games or something so for me it would be like Ocarina of Time or A Link to the Past those games I'm gonna beat in like a weekend I'm gonna beat in a weekend you know couple of play sessions you know two or three hours you're I mean you're you, you're literally you're done with Link to the Past in like what three hours maybe you're done like that that game cost $50 back in the day 50 Ocarina of Time I don't know what the average runtime is on that game I would guess 6 to maybe 10 I don't know I've not played it in ages Ocarina of Time was a $60 game and so was Breath of the Wild and you're like I can't believe they're gonna up the cost by $10 Ocarina probably 15 to 20 is that a completionist run or just a linear run that's probably a completionist run right I would think 15 to 20 out of a console game back then was a little unheard of um, in any case, you're better at games now too. So that's also kind of like, if you know what you're doing and you know where stuff is, it's a little bit unfair. Ocarina feels like maybe 20 if you do most side quests. Right, right. So, so the, the, the point is, is that it, like, I really want you to think about that for just a second in this discussion. Breath of the Wild costs the same amount of money as Ocarina of Time, and they are li- one could consume the other. You could put Ocarina of Time in like a corner of the map of Breath of the Wild. It could be contained as like a side, it could be DLC for crying out loud. Ocarina of Time could basically be DLC for Breath of the Wild. And if they're this, and they cost the same amount of money, <laughs> the amount of time, the amount of the amount of areas you can go, and people are like, I cannot believe they're thinking of upping the cost of video games. I'm like, you have no idea. You know what I mean? It took me over 50 hours when I was 12. Yeah, you were 12. You know, I can beat Super Metroid in under three hours. You had to if you wanted the complete ending of that game. That's right. That's right. Get Final Fantasy for NES. I think it was 60 bucks. I tell you, a really stout game for the Super Nintendo that probably got a ton of playtime out of it, unusual for that time, Super Mario RPG. I did not like turn-based RPGs, but I liked that one. I really did. Super Mario RPG might be one of the most underrated RPGs in existence. It was solid. It was really enjoyable. I am kind of bummed they've never gone back to do another one really am I think when they did the Mario um what was the battle Mario they did with the rabbits and stuff what was that one called it was like um it was like XCOM it was a Mario meets XCOM game I forget the name of it I really think instead of doing that they should have done another RPG another another Mario RPG I think that would have been the right choice I don't think the XCOM thing vibed uh, with the Nintendo market. I, it may have been a roaring success. I, I don't know. Um, so. <clears throat> uh, the beauty is they basically get... Yeah. Mm. 
don't even get notified. Sorry, I was responding to something. Uh, Mario versus Rabbids. Yeah, I don't know. How well did that game even do? Yeah, Kingdom Battle. Thank you. Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I wonder how successful that game was in comparison to if they would have done like a Super Mario RPG. You know what I mean? I don't know. Guys, if you're here and you're enjoying yourself, thank you for the strong turnout today. Greatly appreciate it. Let's see 600 likes. If you're enjoying the show, it supports me in the video. It helps the video get recommended if you click the like button. Let's roll over to 600 likes. If you haven't clicked subscribe and the bell button yet, we want to earn your sub, uh, and we try to do that as best we can with a very, very... uh, We we try to keep the, the flow going. High production value here. Uh, It's a podcast, basically. SNTR Presents is a Monday through Friday, safe for work radio show that you can consume in the background. A lot of people treat me like that. They just throw me on in the background. We want to hear from you. Let's pump these poll numbers up. Let's see where we are now. Outriders Demo. If you played it, did it convince you to buy? Why or why not? We went from 600 votes to almost 800. We want to hear from you. The earlier you, you are here during the day, the more likely the more likely you are to have your response read on stream. Um, So. uh, Excuse me, sorry. Um, So, we... uh, Hang on, I have to like this tweet. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Cameron Judd says, yes. So, they're answering the question. Outriders demo. Did it convince you to buy? Cameron saying, yes. I've been looking forward to this game for about a year. The end game looks relatively the same as Borderlands 3, and the builds look a lot of fun. Definitely going to get your money's worth. Uh, Outriders end game looks uh, promising. I think it looks promising. I do. Uh, I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to see how hard they actually make the, uh, the expeditions. You know? That's what I am. I'm excited to see how, like, are they actually going to make it, you know, challenging? So, <laughs> the reverse Obama mic drop gif is is legendary. That's awesome. Timothy says, I feel like I take no risk when Game Pass pulls something like this, so I can't wait to play it. Again, the devs should be happy more people are being able to buy the, up to play their game and give feedback. Guess this could be good or bad. Uh, given the success of the Outriders uh, demo, this feels strong. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that they feel pretty good about this, right? I don't think throwing it on the game pass was like an 11th hour decision. I don't I don't think so. I think they decided long before and given the success of the demo, they got to feel pretty good. Like over 2 million people played Everybody averaged, uh, all players averaged like four hours and 20 minutes, which I thought was pretty fun. Um, so, I don't know. The demo did so well. It's like, they got to feel good. That means so many people will snag this on Game Pass and enjoy it and play it and put good amount of hours in. Two million players in the first week. Two million in the first week. And the average of the demo, as far as when they tabulated the totals after like two or three weeks, the average player played it for four hours and 20 minutes. That means that people did not do the classic, this ain't for me, put it down. People put the time in. People played multiple characters. You're not playing for four hours on the same character. I highly doubt that. That that's that has got to be an encouraging statistics for the guys that made this game, for, for People Can Fly. It has to be. And being on Game Pass is always... Is similar to doing a demo, it's a little risky. 
it's a little risky you're removing a barrier of entry when you remove a barrier of entry you're 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 taking a risk nobody nobody is they're not invested they're not invested in your game they don't have to keep playing like when you spend $60 I I think you're more likely sometimes to say hey I spent 60 I I better keep playing I want to get my money's worth out of this as opposed to being like I don't like it and they just put it down you know yeah this isn't for me well you're not invested you spent zero dollars so you don't you don't have to feel any sense of any sense of commitment to the game. It's I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I find it easier to throw something over my shoulder if I've not spent any money on it, you know? This is something that Steam has has really brought to the gaming market. The idea that you can get a refund. You play a game for less than two hours, you're like, I think this game sucks. Go get a refund. You're you're well within your right to do that. You know? You're well within your right to do that. I need to do that for Mundon because I couldn't play it. My my gaming rig's having some problems. Um, so it doesn't signify anything beyond they got a fat check. I don't think putting on Game Pie Game Pass signifies confidence. No, 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 no. I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying, Eugene. I think given the success of the demo, they probably feel good about being on Game Pass. They probably feel better. If the demo would have gone poorly, I don't think they would feel very good about being on Game Pass. They'd be like, ooh, <laughs> a lot of people are going to be able to play this game and it didn't get great reception. So, the demo has zero barrier of entry. Anybody can download it and play it. And they got great results from that. So when Game Pass gets announced, they're probably thinking, that's awesome. Millions of people that can play this game. Look how well the demo did. We'll be fine. This is going to be good for us. You know what I mean? I'm not saying doing Game Pass signifies confidence. I think doing the demo signifies confidence. They were like, yeah, let people play it for free. Zero dollars, no pre-order required. Let people play it on all platforms. Crossplay worked in a demo too, by the way. I just, you know, you can't get Game Pass. I'm sorry, you can't get crossplay in some games. They had it in their dadgum demo. So, I don't know. I would, I would say that the confidence was in the demo launch. They probably feel really good about Game Pass because of the success of the demo. They can walk kind of confident. Uh, they can walk kind of confident into their into their their Game Pass presence, but being like, I don't know, Game Pass is where games go to die. I bet you Avengers is next. Um. Mm, no, I don't agree with that at all. No, <clears throat> Game Pass has not killed games uh, traditionally. Avengers was a mess, and that's why it's not doing well. That has nothing to do with Game Pass. Correlation is not causation. The correlating factor of being on Game Pass is not why Avengers is doing poorly. Avengers is doing poorly because it's bad. <laughs> like it's it was a it's a bad game. Um, so I think that's a very very. That's not the best way to draw a conclusion. There are plenty of games that have done and flu- they have done well and flourished on Game Pass just fine. So, uh, and chat's kind of backing me on that one. So, uh, let's read some more responses here. Super close to 600 likes on the video. Let's steam past it. James176, demos can make or break a game. So when you hear it's on Game Pass, you eliminate that completely. Yup, agreed. 
King Cromudgeon says, It actually turned me off to the game. I may have bought it without playing the demo. It's just too unpolished. Uh, this is a solid take. I think the launch will be a lot more polished. I think the launch is going to be a lot more polished, personally. Because if you think about a lot of the things they've done, you know, the the motion blur, right? That That's a settings menu faux pas. And then they mess with, like, legendaries and drop rates and stuff. There's nothing in there about, like, textures or... Well, the the, the, the frame rate in, in, in the cutscenes was mentioned. That, again, just feels like a, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not how it's going to be in the launch, you know? Um, she's My daughter says, my wife says my daughter's neutral right now. Not sad, not happy, just sitting and watching TV and long blinking. Aw. <laughs> you're not there, you know, when you come out. You're not all the way there. It takes, it takes a minute. It takes a minute. You're just very groggy, especially when you're younger. Uh, I was never able to make it past the home screen without crashing or getting stuck. Uh, so I'd like to try it, but haven't been able to. Uh, I heard the Outriders um, Outriders demo patch fixed this. I heard they fixed that with a patch. I, this Just this morning, people were saying that. R. David Smith says, I'm good to go. Compared with the tedium of Destiny, I'm looking forward to playing Outriders. Same Potato says combat is fun. Loot is great. We have yet to see monster hunts and expeditions. I'm loving the 90s trash sci-fi vibes. Add on to that the developers transparency and response on fixing issues and addressing community concerns. Yep. Outriders demo patches were fast and accurate. That was one of the things that impressed me. It wasn't even just that they did a patch quickly is that they were accurately addressing issues and when they when they overswung a little bit on the legendaries they were like all right hang on a minute we'll 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 put legendaries back in the chests after the captains right and that was based on community feedback community was like come on man like what come on let's let's see some love here you know let's see some love here for for the for the captain chests, you know. I believe uh, we've seen a bit of the expeditions, uh, the end game activity. I think they posted a video. There is a video on what they're calling the post campaign experience. That is correct. The post campaign experience has been outlined in a video uh, on the Outriders channel. Ochi says, I went back and look. The first Final Fantasy cost around $50, and if you played it straight through, it was under like 20 hours. That was so good for the time, it launched the one of the first most successful franchises of all time. If you adjusted for inflation, that $50 is about $103 today. Right, and if you adjust the game time for inflation as well, you you get more than 20 hours out of games like that. You get closer to 50. So it works. But people would yeah, people would be unwilling to pay that. Avengers will only go on Game Pass, so it costs Xbox nothing. I, I that this that game wasn't ready. I think they thought that the name would would sell it. You know, Outer Worlds was a day one Game Pass release, massive financial success. I didn't like it, but lots of people did. Yeah, it's another great example. Um, 
Thank you guys for the huge turnout, all the likes. Hey, thank you to all the new subscribers today. Bunch of new people subscribing. That is a free thing, by the way, hitting subscribe and the bell button. So thank you, everybody, clicking the subscribe button. We do have memberships here if you click join or use the join command badge and emotes, and it does support me directly with a paid membership. We have both options. Free subscription, do that if you're enjoying the show. Dracus Pander, not a huge fan of third, oh, not huge on third-person shooters. Graphics feel old-gen. Wasn't blown enough away to drop 60. I feel that the appeal uh, is the content loop, not the graphics. I, I don't think the appeal is the graphics. You know? I don't. I don't think they set out to to be appealing with their graphics. I feel like they wanted it to be a, a just a solid, you know, content loop. I, I do. I think that was uh, that was kind of their goal, you know. I think that was kind of their. I think that was kind of their goal was to say, look, we got a solid content loop going, and you know the. The that's more important. That's more important than than having amazing graphics. Uh, you know, that's more important than having amazing graphics. So, amazing graphics are good. Listen, we talked about this with Halo. Okay, we we had, we had a big we had a big hullabaloo on Monday about why I'm concerned about Halo Infinite because they're talking about wind and fog, and I'm sitting here like your your first game showing was embarrassing. Uh, you know, <laughs> your first game showing was embarrassing, and now you're talking about wind and fog. Like, if if Halo doesn't d- deliver like a solid experience and content loop, no one's going to give a crap about day night cycles and wind and fog and snowstorms. Does that make sense? So when I look at a game like this, and people are like, "I don't know, dude. Graphics look old gen. Graphics look dated." I'm like, "Okay." But did you play it? Did you? What about the gameplay? What about the content loop? What about the content? What about the combat? You know, those I think are far more important. Some of the games I've played lately. If you guys don't know this, we launched a gaming channel. It's purely for gameplay, so you will never see gameplay here. If you use the gaming command, you can head over there. We have played games like Forgone, Ma- Maquette. Outriders, we played Mundawn yesterday, Bloodroots, getting over it. Today we're playing In Rays of the Light. And I gotta tell you, games that are fun and land on me and are enjoyable don't always have the most amazing graphics. That's not really necessary for a game to deliver a great experience. So, we're going over there this afternoon to play In Rays of the Light. It launched today. Sort of a creepy... Uh, exploration puzzly game so use that gaming command or go to sntrgaming.com and that YouTube channel is doing great because all we do is new games to let you try them out or see them you want to be following that channel by the way we're going to be playing something this Friday night it's called can't drive this I have two codes to give away one person drives and you have to drive so fast or the car explodes somebody else is building the track for you really really fun concept we're going to be playing that Friday night with the community and having drinks and I have two steam codes to give away so make sure you're here the rest of the week and make sure you're subscribed to that gaming channel for a chance Heavy Metal Mama says it just wasn't for me but I wish the game and devs all the best I hear that I I actually think that's one of the benefits of, of a demo think of it this way I've never actually thought about it this way but a demo is good for this reason you don't want someone like heavy metal mama buying your game and then being like 
this isn't for me i'm annoyed let me let me give it a bad review let me mark it down let me hit the stars let me be a bad data point in the player numbers you're gonna be a bad data point you're gonna play it for a week and put it down that's not good for them what you want is a a player base that buys and consumes the game that the game was made for you don't want somebody buying this game and it's not made for them and then they're annoyed and then they're mad and then they they breed that negativity on a forum on a reddit on a twitter on a youtube video whatever and then they're they're a bad score they're a bad data point if there are tens of thousands of those people out of the two million that played this game and were like, it's not for me, that means your player base is more pure at launch, which means your feedback is more pure and reliable. It means your player base data points and trends and player behavior. It's more pure. It's better than having tens of thousands of people buy the game, risk it, roll the dice, and they're like, ah, this isn't for me. And then they're annoyed, they're disappointed, now they don't, Now they have a bad taste in their mouth for your game, for your franchise, for you as a developer. Like, you don't want that. You know what I mean? So, I think what they did is a really, really smart move, because I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. It grew on me, but then there were people that were like, I just don't like it. Now, the reason I put it down was for a variety of reasons. I want to enjoy the launch. I didn't want to burn myself out. I kind of I kind of hit my limit. I did all the characters, you know? I didn't want to have too much currency. I, th- I think those, were, those were, were, were reasons a lot of people put it down. I just watched the VOD of getting over it. Homie, I'm going to need new hips from laughing so hard. Yeah, the getting over it stream was really, really funny. Friday nights are going to kind of return as like a, if you request something ridiculous, stupid, or we find something goofy like can't drive this, um, that's definitely something we're going to we're gonna continue to do on Friday nights because it's really, really fun. Uh, I'm literally not drinking all week uh, to, to, to prepare myself. <laughs> <laughs> for Friday nights because we get a little we get a little tipsy so I'm taking it easy literally uh, throughout the week so unique suffering says it wasn't anything spectacular was not worth more than 20 or so minutes of gameplay in my opinion I already pay for game pass so it's worth it to at least download uh, I get that not everybody is is gonna get captured by a game like this. Kevin says, still on the fence, partly because I am limited in my free time to games I play, but additionally am worried about replayability and depth of the endgame. Outriders uh, endgame has to prove itself. I think it has to prove itself. It it truly is, you know what I mean? It truly is the testing ground of the game. It's not a live service game, but it has to have good, it has to have good endgame. Games like this aren't built for a one campaign run. They're not built for a two or three campaign run. They're built for you to go run in a nice circle in the end game, you know? The devs themselves explained why it's good for them to go look it up. Oh, you're talking to somebody else. I thought you were talking to me. Um, so, end game will be the true test. Yeah. Because listen. They have said in interviews that this game is important to them. It's important to Square Enix. They've also said in their Discord that if they expand the game, it'll be in about a year. Okay, That means if they expand this game, if they decide to add on to it, it's likely to be farther down the road. They are not going to replicate, I wouldn't think, if they expand the experience. They're not going to replicate the campaign. They're going to replicate 
the expedition experience. You know what I mean? I'm not doubting the current short term for them. They're getting fat checks. I'm thinking years down the road. Right. Years down the road will be the true test. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much, Falcon. I appreciate that so, so much. Man, if you guys are ordering that coffee, thank you. Uh, the order has officially charged my credit card, so we should be should be shipping to us, uh, we're hoping, sometime end of next week. It did get a little bit delayed. It was completely out of our hands. Uh, but we thank you to everybody who has been pre-ordering that coffee. Uh, it means a, lo- a lot. Um, um that is you are not supporting uh some other company you are not supporting like a kickback you are supporting me uh and my family uh direct directly um oh wow hmm interesting uh just seeing some likes on tweets from accounts mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh angry pete says the powers were fun the weapons that i got were meh never got a legendary i want to hear if there's a good story before committing to buying and playing through the loot grind isn't enough for me uh i honestly don't think uh outriders story is gonna be that strong I don't think Outriders is going to have a super strong story, my man. I really, really don't. I, the, the, I highly, highly doubt if you're looking for a great campaign that this game is going to blow your socks off. I think it's going to be adequate. I think it is going to achieve its aims. I do not think you're going to walk away and be like, that was that was like God of War, man. That was amazing. They, they, I, I just don't think so. That's not their, That's not their central focus point. Now, I will say... I will say, I thought the voice acting and the story elements got more interesting the more that I played. I think the introduction is completely throwaway. It's totally throwaway. It's 90s action movie tough guy nonsense. It's so... It's honestly bad, I think. I think the introduction is bad. I think... The way they set it up is cool that you come to this planet and then you got to get cryo freeze. So then, like, it kind of explains why the the planet is sort of post apocalyptic. It's kind of like Twenty Eight Days Later and the One Hundred. If you've watched that TV show or that movie, kind of smashed into one. The One Hundred is this idea that they find this this planet. It's their it's the it's their last chance or whatever. But they. Uh, that's actually not really why they're there but it ends up being their last chance of survival because their ship breaks down or whatever and they end up having to live on the planet right and once they get down there it's inhabited by all these people and it's kind of scary um now the 28 days later this guy wakes up in a hospital and post-apocalyptic zombies you know situation they did a very similar uh, starting to the walking dead they've actually spoken to the writers about that it was pure coincidence uh that the that the 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 kickoff story was a guy wakes up in the hospital and all hell's broken loose right and i like the setup okay i like the setup for this game but the method of storytelling and the writing and the the voice acting and the introduction was honestly just really bad and then once you're back at the town and you're talking to the different characters and stuff it gets significantly better it really really does planet is earth and it's after a nuclear winter oh that's right i'm sorry i've not watched it in a couple of years i i kind of fell out of love with that game um i don't know i liked when the, the main character whatever her name was she started to have a love interest with this uh this tribal woman she was like in in, in charge 
And I was so annoyed with how that never went anywhere. I thought it was so irritating. They set it up. I thought the tension was so unspoken and subtle. I'm like, are they are they digging each other? What is this? What is going on? And then they do. They do dig each other. Like they, they, they like later on, they like kiss. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like worlds apart. Like they're enemies, but now they're not enemies. Like they're leaders, but they don't want to be leaders. It was so cool. And then nothing ever happened with it. The next season... The next season, What's-Her-Face is out, like, surviving by herself, and there's rumors about her. I was like, why did- what? I was so annoyed with what they did with that storyline. I thought it was going to be a really, really cool, long-standing story of them and their love and the tensions that came from it. I I was super annoyed. I kind of- I was super annoyed. Um... As soon as the next season kicked off and a bunch of time had passed, and and I forget the main character's name, that she's the pretty blonde. Um, uh, all of a sudden, she was like out on her own somewhere. I don't know. I was like, what in the frick is this? Like, what what happened? Like, I don't know. They were building to something that was going to be character. As far as character arcs go, it was going to be interesting, and then it wasn't interesting. It felt like they just fell in, in into a bucket of cliches. Yeah, Clark. Yeah. I like I like her. I liked a lot of the cast. I liked a lot of the cast in that show. They had the guy who played Desmond from Lost. They had the woman. Um, I forget her name. It was Clark's mom. She was in Person of Interest, and she was like super foxy older lady. Holy moly, she was great as Clark's mom. They uh, they had you know the, the 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 other guys that were sort of competing and hated each other and stuff. I thought it was good. I thought it was a I thought it was a cool. Um, it was a cool, you know, setup. Her name's Clark, and the other actress got a job in The Walking Dead. Oh, that's right. That's right. I knew I recognized her. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, it was a great cast. It's a cool show. And then they, I thought they killed, they, the character arcs were demolished by, maybe they had plans for Clark and that girl to have a long-standing story, and maybe the contract with The Walking Dead was just better. I don't know. The end was so bad. Oh, it's officially over now? Yeah. Oh, she was on Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, that's right. Fear the Walking Dead. I, I bet you that contract was really nice because they really wanted the, they really wanted to launch that show strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. I, th- I felt like the story arcs would have been better if she stuck around. It would have been more interesting. Um... Guys, if you're enjoying the conversation today, we want to hear from you. Take our poll. Let's see if we've gotten a thousand votes yet. Let's roll the like count over on the video too. Smash the likes. Let's head for 700. 928 votes. Outriders demo. If you played it, did it convince you to buy? Why or why not? We want to hear from you. All right. And I'm reading through responses on the poll right now. And we got Nicholas saying, uh, they had brought a fairly newer and diverse variety of gameplay tactics so far in the demo. It's got me excited about the end game content and the builds they're going to develop. Um, I just hope it doesn't turn into the same builds for all the Outriders classes. That's a concern. That's always a concern in these games. Always a concern in these games. Are we just going to get a bunch of the same builds for all the classes? Hey, somebody ordered some coffee, donkey sausage, my man. Thank you so much for ordering some coffee. We've sold like three or four bags of coffee this morning. Let's check on it. It was 2.02 in stock this morning. 
and it is now 196. We've sold six bags of coffee today. You guys are incredible. Thank you for using that coffee command. I greatly, greatly uh, appreciate you guys supporting us by doing that. Uh, BK Thompson says, I pre-ordered from what I saw from the demo. Even if I only play one time through and put it down afterwards, I feel like it would be worth it. Uh, Outriders Endgame is where uh, I'm headed. I'm headed to the end game, dude. I'm headed to the end game. I don't just like want one playthrough of the campaign. You know, I want that end game. I want to see. I want to see the loop. I want to see the stuff, you know. Um, doggy, no, donkey, donkey sausage, donkey sausage. It doesn't sound appetizing, but it is a cool name. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be a hater. I mean, donkeys are cool animals, but I don't think I would want to eat donkey sausage. You know, I just, it's gotta be, it can't be the, the quality of that meat can't be very good, you know, cause as stubborn as they are, that, uh, that meat's probably pretty tough. <laughs> I will not apologize for that joke. I won't. I'm not going to apologize for it. I think it was a good one. I, 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 I think that was 10 out of 10 dad joke. You know, I think I think I, I think I nailed it. Uh, Mr. Headstrong says, while I understand Outriders is a demo, being a Destiny player for the last six years, Outriders didn't feel visually smooth or have smooth player movements. I want to make sure it's smooth. Right, right, right. Outriders, uh, cover-based mechanics are probably the worst part of the gameplay. Yeah, the, the, the actual cover-based mechanics... Are, are the worst part of the gameplay. They're the worst part. Christina, that's the perfect gif. The, the worst parts of this game, of its gameplay, is the cover-based stuff. It's sloppy, it's slow, it's clunky. Now, I know everybody's like, you're not supposed to use cover. The cover's for the enemies. I, I got news for you. I, I have severe doubts that you're going to get to high world tiers and high challenge tiers, and you're never going to use cover. You're just going to run around like a maniac. I really, really doubt that. I, I, I don't know. I, the, the level design, the, air, the, the, the areas and the environments, I have, I have very strong doubts that you're going to get the high world tiers and high challenge tiers. And you're like, yeah, dude, we don't use cover. It covers, it covers for pansies. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think that, that, is, uh, that that's the case. I really, really don't. So I, I would say that they're going to have to polish that they're going to have to polish that because if not if not i i worry that's one of the things i worry about the end game i worry that people are going to get to the end game and it's going to be one of the more challenging aspects of it look at the monster hunter videos in the three final monster hunts there's no cover are you talking about monster hunter the game or are you talking about when they're hunting the monsters oh oh monster hunt videos the three final monster hunts, there's no cover. Okay, but that's the monster. What about the way there, Wheezy? I saw a combat where there was a lot of enemies and a lot of these weird monster, like, mutated things. And I saw a lot of them in the area. And I saw a lot of cover. I don't know, brother. I don't think you're just going to be storming the castle. Like, 
let's go Woo! and then you just run in and you, you don't ever have to hide behind anything I don't know I'm not going to tell you how the end game is going to play right now because none of us really knows but I, there's just there is there's something in my there's something in my gut that tells me there I don't know there's just no way it's a real thing in Italy and France. Luckily for my brow, uh, lucky for my browser history. Oh, it actually really is a thing. Interesting. Um, I got a blue LMG with a health mod that worked per bullet. Oh, I got some life leech stuff that was really really helpful. I don't. I, I'm not saying there's not going to be survival tactics for the harder areas. I'm just saying, I I don't I don't think. I don't think there's going to be a, you know, an absence of use of cover in the endgame. I don't. I think there will be use of cover in the endgame, you know? Don't use cover who's speaking. 200 hours, level 99, stacked on demo tier 5 world, right? Yeah, we're, we're really overpowered in a lot of the environments that we're going into anyways, so. English O coming in renewing that membership thank you so much dude that is a purple badge purple badge thank you very much for coming back in uh let's see here super Tagito. honestly the game seemed a little light and mobile-ish to me before getting my hands on the demo after playing i love the gears of war mass effect vibes along with being interested by the content loop and the loot system uh, Outriders demo won a lot of folks over, myself included. That I, I said that earlier. That's one of the things about the demo I have found to be the most uh, encouraging. Is that it won people over. People were like, "Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna like it," and they ended up liking it. You know, I, I actually think that that's an encouraging aspect of the demo. A really, really big encouraging aspect of the demo is that the 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 people that were sort of on the fence or weren't really sure or myself I thought okay this will be kind of fun let me check this out you know I ended up really really liking it and to to be quite honest that's probably the best way to get somebody to like your game so that they don't go in with all these like oh this is going to be awesome this is going to be amazing and then they're disappointed right you'd rather have people go in that are kind of like I don't know let's see what this game's all about and then they end up growing to like it. I think that's probably a more organic and loyal, loyal, ingratiating, you know, element, uh, you know, to, 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 to help the game success long term, you know. I'm still not sure even after playing. I think for the people that are still on the fence, I bet you if I could individually poll, you see the poll here. Let's refresh the results. We want to hear from you guys, by the way. Outriders Demo, if you played it, did it convince you to buy? Why or why not? Use that poll command. Get us to over 1,000 votes here. 24% of the votes have said they're still on the fence. I wonder, I bet you if I polled those people, I'd say 75% of them are like, I need to know about the end game before I make my mind up. That's why they're on the fence. I'm, t- I'm serious. I think a large majority of the people that are like, I played it, I'm still on the fence. I think the end game is their question mark. The end game is that unknown factor. And they're like, yeah, I have no idea. I, 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 it, it was fun, it was cool, but if they, until I get into that end game loop, <clears throat> there's just no way to know, you know? 
the third person shooting just doesn't pull me yeah some people just we talked about that earlier it's interesting Peter there are people who like third person games but they don't like third person shooters you know they do not like third person shooters they'll play third person games and think that they're dope and fun but you put them in a third person shooter and they're like nah this ain't it for them there's a there's a there is a there is an immersion breakdown there's a there, there's a catalyst that is lacking they they can't land on it i go through the same thing i said this this morning i go through the same thing with um with rogue games rogue games my brain you know uh just just can't just can't pull into like i can't do it you know what i mean um so it, it, it's something about knowing that I can't continue. There's that lack of progression. There's that reset. It, it, it like it, it throws, uh, it throws my my brain off. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, these people keep deleting tweets. Hang on, my wife sent me a picture of my daughter. Oh, she's seeping. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Poor thing. Good. Good sleep. She needs that. That's always the best after a surgery. Just just crash and sleep. Uh, hope you and the fam are good. Yo, what's good, Hellfire? Um, for those of you that don't know, my, my, my daughter had a, a very minor outpatient surgery today, so my wife's keeping me up to date and sending me pictures, and I am uh, I'm, I'm trying to hold it together. I want her to be home and happy and safe, and she's recovering and real sleepy now. So... Um, have you heard of our Lord and Savior Hades? I have played Hades. The, if you like Hades, you would really like Curse of the Dead Gods. Um, and I've played both games, and they're cool. They're fun. They're satisfying. But I don't want to go back and play anymore. <laughs> they feel now. This is not. This is not a slam. This is not a slam. They feel like a mobile game to me. They feel like something I would play on my phone because I'm sitting bored of the DMV or trying to pass the time. And then I put it down. And then I don't go back. Like, that's what they feel like to me. That's not a slam, by the way. They're excellent games. They're thoughtful. The art style is amazing. The loop is really, really satisfying. The combat is really cool and varied, you know? Have you heard of Pascal's Wager? I think you would love it. (laughs) Yeah, Pascal's Wager was wild. Pascal's Wager was wild. <laughs> it's a mobile game. It's a mobile game that they brought to Steam. They brought it to Steam, and uh, we tried it out the other day on the gaming channel, and it was it was a rough, rough game. <laughs> it was really rough around the edges. It did not. It did not do well on that port. It was. Uh, it was a bit of a struggle. It was a bit of a struggle. Jerry, Jerry, my Jerry. Yeah, it was It was rough. It was exceptionally rough. The biggest problem with it, honestly, was just it. it the combat didn't translate over. It was mega clunky. It, like, it, 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 certain things that you were required to do, it was like you just couldn't do them efficiently, so it was really hard to take enjoyment uh, out of the combat. Silver Fox responded to the poll. I pre-ordered the game so I don't have to take part in Destiny's Guardian games. That's hilarious. LOL. Krebsy with a hot take. Hot take. Game Pass will be a negative for gamers if mismanaged. If gamer, if games, I'm sorry. 
if games that are broken and trashy succeed on Game Pass because they got paid no matter what, this lowers innovation and game quality. Uh, and I am hopeful that Outriders will succeed, but if it flops, it won't be good for Game Pass or looters in general. I don't see this as a common uh, occurrence or a new norm. I don't see this happening at all. Like, no one's going to say, let's crank out a pile of crap and get a fat check for Game Pass. The game doesn't even have to be good. No, I don't, I don't see that being a thing. Why? Microsoft's not going to let that fly. You think they're going to be satisfied with games that are that are sucky or bad, and then all of a sudden Game Pass loses its like it loses its marketability. It's no longer a liked feature. People feel like it's cheap or crappy, or they're not getting their money's worth. That's not a good look for Microsoft to suddenly be like, "Oh yeah, you know we we just keep launching crap on Game Pass because all these people care about is getting their check." Like, I don't think that's going to be the norm at all. They're, they want quality content. They want quality games on Game Pass. Like, this idea, th- this feels similar to me when folks say things like, well, if we let games make a comeback like No Man's Sky or Division or other games, then other people are going to say, oh, tell you what, let's launch a crappy game and fix it later. I-, I-, I just, I don't see that being a thing. I really, really don't. I don't see companies saying, Let's take a giant risk, launch a pile of garbage, and then we'll just fix it later. This this feels like a similar line of thinking, like a very, very unlikely, you know, normative result here is that companies are going to say, well, all that matters is getting money from Microsoft, so we can make a piece of garbage game, and then whenever it fails, it doesn't matter. We got a bunch of money from Microsoft. You also have to consider that long term, a lot of these games, their goal is to make money in perpetuity, not like, hey, we got a fat check from Microsoft. It's all good. No, they want games to make money beyond the launch week and month, whether it's through future expansions or microtransactions or cosmetics. So I I, I don't know. I, I would think that this is this is another phantom fear like there's not a development company worth their weight in salt that's gonna say well look at what no man's sky did i've got an idea let's launch our game completely half-baked and unready and then then we'll uh, we'll just fix it later well you're running a giant risk you're gambling with potential like bankruptcy like you're not gonna hit any of your margins nothing's gonna go well it's gonna be a freaking disaster and you're like oh yeah well no man's sky did it i thought we could do it i I just i don't i don't think so i don't i don't think so uh a five dollar tip through super chat from small uh smashville viking going off of your question companies can program cheat systems into their games it shouldn't be up to the console companies um what on earth? It was that from yesterday? That doesn't even make any sense. That Did you do that yesterday, Smashville? Are you here right now? Are you are you having a fever? That was yesterday's topic. What is happening right now? Um In any case, in any case, I th- this is essentially what you're proposing. You're proposing that a game company is going to intentionally make a crappy game. And the game is going to be crappy on purpose 
or 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 lazy on purpose and what they're going to do is they're going to say listen we're just going to get a bunch of money from microsoft so none of this matters okay i, I they're not microsoft's not going to agree to that if microsoft looks at the game or anything else they're going to say we don't want this on game pass this looks bush league this looks bad like what <laughs> We don't want this on Game Pass. It looks like a pile of garbage. Or, you know, it, 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 it's... They would, I would think, maybe even privately test it or look for, you know, projected margins of player behavior or, or, or saturations or something. I, I don't know. 30's been having problems with Super Chats popping up from the past several months. YouTube's been weird. Yes, that's from yesterday. Not sure why it's just going through now. Yeah, did you did I read that yesterday or did I not even see it? I don't even think I saw that yesterday. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, bud. It's off? Okay. Uh, oh, it must be the season's over. Alright, give me one second, okay? Um so yeah, so I, I don't I don't think that's gonna be the new norm. I don't think it's gonna be the new norm. I, I think this is a bit of a phantom fear. Uh I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. For the recording, I'm gonna end the recording now. If you wanna catch these live poll discussions and breakdowns and things, go to SNTRlive.com. If you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. I still have to do my ten minute talk. Here is the intro, Outriders demo, why I'm done. Stick around for that. Those of you listening live, the ten minutes, you've already listened to it. So again, SNTRlive.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe.